Downing, Downing tees it into the box and there's a host of people going for it. Kadra heads it down, Hasselbank edge of the area goes down, no free kick is given. Jimmy's still on the floor, it's, but here's Stewie Downing. Downing there, Downing running beyond the fullback. Whips a great looking ball in, header, goal! Welcome back to the Middlesbrough podcast. This is Brad joined by... Just Greg. It's just Greg. As we uh, mentioned in our last podcast, Hamilton will be leaving the crew for the next couple episodes. He's on a uh, job training that takes him uh, out of the ability to join us for the podcast for the next, uh, what is it, three months, I think he said. Yeah. Uh, so by this point, he's probably got two and a half months left. Um, but yeah, here we are. We're back. We've missed a couple games. Greg's been moving across the country. I've had a busy life schedule, uh, lots of crazy things going on, and here we are resuming the Middlesbrough podcast with two of the three bros. It's good to be back. It is good to be back, you know, especially on the day of a a wonderful Middlesbrough win. Nice 2-1 over Rotherham. Yeah, right? It feels feels (laughs) like it. Um, Since we last spoke, uh, we are 0-1 and 2 Three zero one and three. Yeah, uh, we've got a draw against Watford, Watford, and a loss to Barnsley, QPR, and Burnmouth. So uh, you know, not a great, great stretch of form. Here we are, winding down the season. Three games left. Uh, we know of some players who will no longer be joining the roster. Um, it's uh, it feels like everything is looking forward for the Borough right now. They're not as concerned with the way things are going to wrap up, maybe. Yeah, and I think ultimately that Bournemouth game was really kind of the well. I suppose the Millwall game was the the final nail in the coffin because you know without that in which was always going to be tough because it's a tough place to go and get a result. You know, we then have to go to Bournemouth and get a result on the back of getting beat, and it just felt like it was a bridge too far for us again. And it's just yeah, you know, ultimately, you know, how many games can you ultimately turn? turn the corner and say, okay, well, this is the next win game, this is the next win game, this <laughs> yeah. is the next win game. And every single game that we played, basically, from the Preston, well, the Stoke game. Yeah. You know, that the was the, the Stoke we, result was huge. That was yeah, a big was confidence a boost. It, we were like, yeah. great, 3-0, show up to Preston, pick up a 2-0 win, and then you you head into this Millwall, Burnmouth, Watford stretch, even Barnsley thrown into that group of like, yeah. okay, we're on a good streak of form, picked up five goals in our last two. Uh, something we don't get to often say as fans of the Borough <laughs> with uh, not, not the greatest goal goal scoring report card. Um, and yeah, you just you go out and you lose two straight tie and two more. Um, I mean, it definitely feels like that that Millwall was a shot to the morale of the yeah. uh, clubhouse. To the solar plexus. Yes, definitely. yes. Um, I mean, Warnock's alluded to it in a couple of uh, a couple of press conferences, you know, he's, he's been kind of shocked at some of the players, you know, he's, he's expected through this last run. Um, who knows how much of this is him covering himself or, or truly giving, giving an honest opinion, but uh, you know, he expected, he expected some of these guys to really give it their all towards the, the final run here. And um, he's been rather surprised by some that have uh, not um, presumably, yeah. presumably we can point to Fletch and Asambalanga who've been, Relieved of their duties with the squad, uh, 
permanently. Definitely. They uh, will no longer be joining the team. Um, you know, it's. I feel bad for Fletch. I think he was hit with a bad run of injuries this year, which only helped spur that decision. Uh, but at the same time, you can't disagree with results, and there's not a lot to go on there. So decision has been made. The Brit, the Brit decision, I think we've seen coming for the entirety of the season. Um, when he's such an expensive piece, you uh, yeah. you don't have the results to back up that money. It's uh, time to cut your losses. I was uh, I was texting him about it today. You were you were there, and you know he he was like, you know, it's maybe a bad money decision, but soccer's a bad money decision. <laughs> Overall, yeah, I think it's just there's just a lot of players who are in and around the squad, and they're probably not going to be here next year. And the players who are actually getting game time, mm-hmm. um, you know, you, you, you know, Cabano's on loan and Balassi's on loan, and they've really been a pretty decent signing for us. It just didn't right. happen early enough. I think if we would have had those guys, you know, at the end of last season and going into this season, I mean, it's just a, a complete misnomer to think that you know we would have had a better squad you know with those two players or, or three players in the squad mm-hmm. i mean imagine if that uh, Belasi loan goes through in the first transfer window you know they well, they, they went down to it at the final hour and yeah and he also for this thought, reason or the other it didn't fall through i mean imagine if we have him that whole stretch between the yeah. end of the first and the beginning of the second i mean and he also got injured if you remember when he first came in yeah. against um mm-hmm. He was he played the Norwich game where we played, and then I think he missed like four or five games in a yeah. row. But I mean, even um, at that point, like if we had got him, then you can maybe ease him into it a little more. I mean, we were really itching for bodies when we brought yeah, him in. Tav was, was it out. Was pretty bad. Yeah. Um, Grant Hall was still out, so there was yeah, no playing in, yeah, in all we were, the different positions. We were hurting on numbers, and so we I think we I think we basically probably rushed him into it. I, I you know, I, I don't want to dwell on the what ifs, but. I think you're absolutely right. If we had made some of those moves earlier, could have had a better result and been better for the team. Who knows? Maybe Fletch doesn't doesn't go down injured and yeah, all these what ifs. But here we are with three games to go, sitting at tenth after a two-one win. Yeah, pretty happy tonight. I think obviously mm-hmm. figured feared the worst when we uh, when we went down to a, an early goal. Um, yeah, three minutes. Three minutes. In. Was, <laughs> I saw that. I saw that notification. I was like. Oh man! Yeah, let's not do was, this again. <laughs> I was on a call and I was like, three minutes. I was like, what the heck? I was like, good golly! <laughs> I mean, Rotherham are fighting for their lives and all. Right? Yeah, you know, they're they're up against it right now, right? Yeah, they yeah they really needed to win tonight to kind of keep their hopes because they've got you know they had two games in hand. And we're doing that. we're doing derby favors is what we're doing. I know, I know. Um, I mean, you can't complain with a win, but I mean, it was good for. It was unfortunate that they got some, what was it, one of their midfielders got sent off after like, what, 17 or 20, 20 minutes or so. 18 minutes, yeah. 18 yeah. minutes, so yeah. I, mean, I didn't I didn't see the foul actually happen, but... Uh, no, I, I had <laughs> Ham, Ham chimed it. in and called it a targeting foul uh, in American terms for head-to-head or, wow. you know, intentionally striking at someone, so... Yeah, I mean, it wasn't really. Uh, you probably would have fancied to, to win the game tonight anyway, and, you know... I mm-hmm. think we we probably the scoreline didn't really ref, reflect the game. I think we you know it was probably a lot more comfortable than it actually looked on the on the scoreboard. But right. you know, I think one of the sort of things was you know Grant Hall. I don't know if he came off injured or not, but um, 
you know, if you look at the substitutes bench, um, not exactly. Uh, it's uh, it's like deep. it was at the end of last year. It's very thin. <laughs> should we count? Should we count the subs? Not including the goalkeeper, we had one, two, we three, five. four, five on the bench, which oh is gosh. old school. That is old school. Um, but that's Warnock saying, "I've got what I need. I don't need anything else." Pretty much. Um, um, and you know, I kind of but... love that energy. But man, where's where's Fisher? I, I, I just don't realized, know. Is he injured? He, he might he, be. He injured. must be because he he wasn't on the bench. So we had Tav Marcy who picked up an injury. Lang, who's probably never going to be fit this season because he's basically been out and not not played all football all year. Dyke still still out. Marcus Brown still out. So um, you know, <laughs> with not having Fletcher and not having Azambalanga in the first team squad anymore, it's probably like, well, why don't we just give? the guys who are going to be coming up and playing some more football next year that are running the team. And, you know, I think that was what a lot of the fans wanted, um, mm-hmm. you know, a, a couple of weeks ago, but maybe there just wasn't enough. Um, there wasn't enough impetus to actually get the younger guys in the squad, but, you know, Conor Malley coming in and absolutely playing the game of his life and even young Jack Coburn getting on and oh sorry Josh Coburn getting on actually, you know, playing some yeah playing some minutes as well. So um, yeah, it was it was good to see the young guys get in, absolutely. Yeah, I think there's gonna be a lot of opportunities next season and I think ultimately where we where we're looking back at some of the results this season, maybe there's an opportunity for the younger guys to come in and, and really, you know, really make a go for it. Um yeah. It just it would just be so so nice to kind of sign, you know. Not, it's probably not going to happen, but you know, Cabano and Balassi are just going to be huge players for you know anybody who gets them next season. I mean, right. Fulham are probably going to have Balassi. Uh, sorry, Cabano is probably going to get back to Fulham because they're going to probably get relegated, and mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're not going to want to give him to another Championship side. Probably not. Um, so I mean, that looks unlikely. I think you know, Balassi. I don't know when his contract runs out, but I would imagine he is. He is on a contract year. This is this is it for him at uh, is he at, at Palace, Everton. Everton? Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this, so this is. His... So there, there is potential that Balassi returns. Um, I'm personally a fan of it. Whether or not due to his performance on the field, I think he's a huge locker room energy guy. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, definitely. And just a community guy. I mean, he's he's totally taken to the Borough community. Yeah. Um, and obviously, he's quite chummy with Warnock, which always helps when you've got someone that can mediate between coach and team. <laughs> That's true. I mean, 31, he's kind of coming into, I would say, the, the end of his prime. Um, yeah. You know, I'd say 28 to 30 is probably kind of the peak. The I would peak think years. so, yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know... He, it, it could be a real coup if they could kind of convince him that, you know, hey, you know, if you stay with us next season and, you know, I'm not going to put all my eggs in one basket here, but they could free up some money with Fretch and Azambalonga leaving and who's to say that it's not yeah. a deal that they could do. There's um, definitely there's definitely room for some salary to be available to him. Uh, we've, also got, so. we've also got Johnson, I think, who signed an additional year at the end of last year. Um that's yeah, another think, one that would be interesting to see. I think he's played. I think he's not been too bad. He, he kind of came in the team and did pretty well, and then he's kind of been out of the team again recently. He hasn't played a lot of minutes. Yeah, I'm so. not entirely sure why. Um, yeah, I think he played 90 Millwall. I think he got like another like two half an hours in Preston Stoke. So maybe that Millwall game was really the 
the nail in the coffin with them not kind of coming in doing the business. But I mean, he's played he's played nearly forty games this season already. So yeah, he played no, thirty eight last season. I mean, you know, he's uh, put the he's, he's been put there the for it. In. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, where was he? Here I, he is. He's got he's got three goals in the championship this season, and he's got four assists. So I mean, that's yeah, it's pretty good. That's return. a that's a healthy healthy contribution for for someone like that. Um, yeah, for someone that hasn't regularly been a starter either. I mean, a lot of those are off the bench. Correct. Um, Correct. So yeah, I think I think that's a big one to have return. I'm trying to think who else is on on contract here. Um, okay. Is there anyone else that signed a one year? I did we just I sign did we sign Lang through the end of the year or was that a was that a whole year? I think it was a free transfer. I think uh Oh that was, that's know. right. I don't know what kind of contract they gave him. We have no, Ling returning on um loan this summer. Yeah, we'll get Lewis Wing back. Yeah. Um and who else is out on loan? No one of any uh Gort, uh Nathan Wood actually. Nathan Wood's the other Oh one. yeah, and Stojanovic. Yeah, Stojanovic. that's right, yeah. He's actually apparently been playing pretty well in uh, in in is he in Germany. Uh, I don't know about that. Saint Paul. I think he's at Saint Pauli in Austria. I think that might be more right. Not entirely sure. No, sorry, Saint Pauli's in Germany. Yeah, so he is. He is on loan. Um, they're not doing too bad, actually. Um, I think. Yeah, they're seventh in the. Uh, in the first division there in Germany. So he's probably not going to stay there this season, I wouldn't imagine. Yeah, I, I would believe that. But, uh, I mean, yeah, I think overall, I mean, you know, it's going to be a major rebuild. And I, I kind of feel like between the players we've got and the players who are probably going to leave, you know, I don't honestly feel like it's – it doesn't feel like it's a – a huge, a huge year for us. I think it's another rebuilding year. I just don't know what Steve Gibson's got in mind in terms of mm-hmm. budget and how much, you know, how much wages we're going to free up theoretically with with Britain Fletch leaving, who are probably yeah. on a combined. Maybe he's, I don't know, call it fifty grand a week between the two of them, thirty thousand and twenty thousand, or maybe he's twenty five and fifteen, so thirty yeah. to fifty. Um. It's still a significant amount of money. We, you know, 40, I, yeah, I think we knew at one point what it was. I forget what it is. Uh, yeah, I'm sure we. Uh, I'm sure we. We, we did. Out. Yeah, because it came out at some point. We were looking at it. Um, yeah. So let's see. Yeah. So Lang Archer. We're gonna be without a goalkeeper, <laughs> save Stojanovic returning. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's gotta be a focus. Um, that, that was one of the things I was talking about. Uh, with him over text today, getting his his uh, opinions was where where does the team go from here with a kind of a deflated last four and a nice little win today? You know, I think I think we kind of nailed in on the fact that we need we need a strong goalkeeper and we need a day to day finisher up up front. Yeah, um, I mean, I think probably what's going to happen is is I would imagine there's probably going to be one or two major major signings and I think the rest of it's going to be loans and those major signings could actually be loan players Yeah, um, coming in. I think, you know, it seems like, I don't know, it seems like I've read quite a bit of, you know, a bit of stuff in the last few months about players who they've been linked with for a long, long time, but I don't even know, you know, who who that would be. Um, 
mm-hmm. you know, I just it just feels like there's potentially you know opportunities for some maybe the younger players, you know, who've maybe had a good in the Premier League and just haven't haven't made it this season. Um, yeah. And there's obviously some older players who maybe, you know, they want to get back on track because they right. can't get back in the team again. So yeah. is a prime. Example. I was gonna say the the Balassi example, yeah, who's kind of yeah. had his run at the Prem and is a little out of form and not quite with the pace they're playing up there and hasn't really been given a chance at Everton and yeah. You know, I mean, he's I think that's a, yeah. another game at Everton. I don't think so. I mean, it's just it is what it I, is. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, which is unfortunate. I mean, he's he. It sounded like through the through the play by play I was reading through today. I mean, it looked like he had a heck of an impact on today's game. Some great crosses. I think Housen hit the crossbar twice today, which cracked me up. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't see it yet. Yeah. Yeah. To catch up on it. Yeah, it was uh pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it seems like between him and um, Housen and uh, who was it, Chuba? I think Chuba got in for one. Yeah, he did uh, get a goal today. He's got the equalizer. And that is that is good to see him producing. You know, we've got him returning next year. It's kind of our. I think he's the main striker we've really got now with Fletch and Britt yeah. heading out. I think. I think with him, I think you know we can play to his strengths. I think he'll be a good signing still, um, but he's not gonna he's not gonna lead the line. He's not gonna be kind of that big striker that Neil Warnock used to. Yeah. Um, you know he need he needs somebody who's gonna get out there and put his body in you know in the way and rough up the the big central defenders in the division and mm-hmm. just I just feel like we've got a possibility with 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 the squad. It seems pretty good. There's a car yeah. of players there. It just feels like we're missing one or two, yeah. you know, key key pieces. No, our, our our wings and our middies feel really strong. We've got a good fullbacks in Bola and Fisher. Um, and we've got we've got Dyke Steel and we've got um, Spence waiting in the wings for those positions. I mean, uh, we've got a, we've got a good little core there. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, I just think you know with the with the players who are you know probably on the out or going out. I mean, I think that kind of tends to you know sway a couple of things and. You know, with Fletcher and Britt not playing, it doesn't really surprise me. But it it feels like those that that position in particular, the centre forward position and the goalkeeper. Um, you know, Bettinelli's got dropped, and I just think he's kind of maybe he's, hasn't had that. You know, that competition because we really haven't had an, an alternate until they mm-hmm. did sign Archer. So I, yeah. I don't know. Again, Archer's not. I wouldn't say he's the strongest, but you know, we've really missed. You know, Randolph would have been a great player to hold on to, but you just can't say no when a when a Premier League team of your former club comes back in for you. And, yeah, you know, there's not much you can do. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, if we can get somebody else to come in and Stojanovic can fight for that number one shirt, get him on loan, and you know, I think it's a good opportunity for somebody to come in and really, you know, because they let pairs go. You know. Yeah, very similar to what we did a few seasons ago. Well, it's quite a long time ago now, but we had, you know, Schwartz left, and then we really struggled to find a good keeper for quite a number of years, and that was probably one of the biggest issues that, you know, meant we got relegated. Uh, we just yeah. never replaced those key positions. I don't. I don't um, want to dwell on the Paris decision too much, but I was. I was rather surprised by that. You know, I, I, I was. Felt, as well. I, I felt like that was very sudden. Yeah, I uh. did so as well. I didn't feel like it was any. It didn't come out of the. It, it didn't seem like he was going to leave, and all of a sudden it was like, oh yeah, we've sold him. Like, oh, and by the way, he's okay. gone. <laughs> yeah, by the all way, right. 
It's yeah. like, hey, there's this this kid keeper, you know, we threw in at the end of the season when uh, people weren't happy with Stojanovic. We weren't necessarily happy with Stojanovic. You know, he had a couple good showings, some room to grow, and, you know, we'll Nothing. see where it goes. And beginning of the next season, they're like, and he's gone. <laughs> yeah, it was just kind of, what the heck? No, no one no one even decided yeah. that. But, um, yeah, I just think, you know, with everything that's going on, it's just going to be a big rebuilding year, and I think, Mm-hmm. When we actually look at the players who've come in this season, I think it's pretty positive. I think there's been more positive than negatives. Um, it's just trying to get that that great striker who's going to come in, and are we going to get that striker that we need to basically do the business? Um, right. Yeah. Uh, five, five goals from Brit this year is just not not good enough. Yeah, five goals and how many showings again? It's yeah. He's probably played twenty eight games, thirty games. Yeah. It's not great. No. Um, yeah, here I've got it here. Britt has what number is he? Uh, twenty-four. Yeah, he's got five goals. Is that nineteen appearances? Mm-hmm. So that's a twenty percent return rate. Yeah, uh, it's not. And you got Watt. Well, you got Watmore with seven on twenty appearances. Yeah, and he uh, came in halfway through the season on a free right. Time. Well, it wasn't halfway through, but it was you know it was a quarter of... a, a quarter to a third of the way in. Yeah, um, and they and they didn't they didn't throw him in right away, did they? Maybe they did. Uh, he kind of came in, and he was talking about maybe he wasn't going to sign on permanent deal. And I remember that. Yeah, that was right around the second transfer window. Yeah, yeah. it was a good bit of mad management, I think, from Warnock because it kind of <laughs> really made him want to play for the play for the shirt, which is you know. yeah. He's come in and done a pretty good job, but yeah, I mean, if we look, you know, we look to the next uh, three games, it's kind of you know dead, dead rubber, I think, and you know we've got Chef Wade, Luton, and Wickham, which are all which are three winnable games. I mean, I would love to see us, you know, win mm-hmm. four games in a row. That would be that would be a great end of the season. Yeah, I mean, I just think you know if you look at where they are, you've got Wickham, which we've got to play Sheffield Wednesday, which we've got to play. Rather than which we played tonight, those are the bottom three, um, and obviously Luton are probably a little bit tougher nut than they were last season. They've, mm-hmm. they've, they've stabilized their squad and they've put up pretty good showing this year. They've had some pretty big results. So, so what, I, what I'm understanding here is Derby County is solely relying on us to stay up. <laughs> Basically, yeah. If, uh, <laughs> if we can lose all our games, then hopefully uh, Rotherham can win win one more. They're four points behind with two games in hand. I know. Match. You know, it would be it would be awful to see Derby get relegated. Exactly, that would um, be quite tragic. Yeah, we'll see. They they beat Luton two <laughs> 0 uh, but oh. they haven't won since uh, end of February. Yeah, they're on uh, four straight losses. It's a rough go. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, it's, you know, it serves them right. They're absolutely despicable. <laughs> I don't really care to say that. <laughs> but you hate to see them go. Yeah, well, I've heard Sim go. Yeah, despicable. I'm sure the the forest and the Derby fans. Very that's right. Um, but yeah, it looks like Birmingham have enough done enough just to stay up. Um, yeah. I think Huddersfield are probably safe as well. But it's going to be going to be tight for that last uh, that yeah. last one relegation place. Well, uh, real quickly before we transfer some other soccer news, let's uh, take a look at the the playoff and promotion window. It looks like Norwich and Watford have pretty much but secured their uh, yeah. promotion yeah. automatic uh and you got Watford did it on Saturday didn't they 
they, oh, sorry, Nar- think, Narch, Narch did it on Saturday. Yeah, Narch, Narch is secured. Uh, they're five points clear of Watford, Watford but um, yeah, for, for them to stay, Bournemouth can't catch them with three to play. Um, yeah, so they're they're guaranteed up. I don't know if Wat, I think Watford can still blow it. Uh, yeah, they can if they yeah, lose they out. Yeah. Bournemouth wins yeah. out. Um, I mean, fair, fair play to uh, to to our our former favorite Jonathan Woodgate. He's done a pretty good job. He's got um, a, he's got him in third place. You know, top of the top of the promotion playoff table, and yeah, possibly possibly going to sneak a uh, pull a Brentford here and steal uh, steal the last automatic promotion spot right out yeah, from under him on the last game. It would be interesting. Maybe, um, maybe. But I think I think one more win in Watford secures it. Um, yeah, I think they only need three points in the next three games, and I think they'll be fine. Um, yeah. All right. What is it? <laughs> I think it's. I think it's one. Uh, no. Yeah. It's about. It's about two points. I think they need two points. Yeah. Two points. Because the best Bournemouth can do is eighty-six points, and Watford's sitting at eighty-five. Eighty-five. And so, so yeah, they, they pull points. one, and Bournemouth wins out. It's likely that Bournemouth would win on goal differential because they're separated by one right now. Yeah. I mean, that's gonna. If you look at that table, I mean, it's seventy-four, seventy-five, seventy-six. I know. It's crazy. It's uh, just you know, it's always like that when it comes down to the end of the championship yeah. season. There's just you can't. There's just I mean, nothing you really to only happen. got. You've really only got. What is that? Three, three through seven, really in the running. I don't think QPR is going to push for that sixth spot. I don't think they can make it. No, they yeah, can't. They're twelve they points can. out. I don't think Redden are going to make it. I think Barnsley will probably be fine. They'll Redden stabilize. Is, we yeah. we could we could uh, we could ruin some days here. Oh no, we don't play Barnsley. That was the old result I was looking at. Never mind. Yeah, we've got looted, which is yeah. kind of it's nothing much good. That's on. right. We're we're cruising through the end of the season. Nice little nice yeah. little slowdown. Yeah. But, We'll see. It should I mean, it should be interesting. So I mean, I'd predict that Norwich and Watford are going to promote. I think they'll keep their autos. Who do you think comes out of the that three through seven phase? I don't know. Bournemouth are definitely on form. Swansea mm-hmm. have been okay. They've had a, they've had a little wobble. I think they drew and lost their last two. Yeah. Brent, Brentford have really surprised me actually. That I think. Just looking at their their form, they've basically won one game since um, the middle of March, and then drawn every other game that they yeah. played. So, I think they'll be really disappointed that they weren't able to to kind of secure it. But they they were they were holding the first spot for a while there. Yeah, because uh, it, it was Reading through the first part of the season, and then it felt yeah, like it was Brentford. Yeah, yeah, and then Norwich started to slowly creep up. And, I mean, <laughs> and they've then really their sense. Yeah, yeah, they. They did lose the last two games, by the way. But I mean, I, I do that, see that that run from basically the turn of the year, kind of start of um, yeah. February. I think they won like eight, nine games in a row. I mean, to lose to lose the last two and still be sitting at ninety points. Woo. Yeah, I know. It's just I think they beat. There was that Huddersfield game. They won. What was it like six or five That's or six? Right. That's right. Was it six? No, it was. Um, it was. See. It was seven nil. It was a field day. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. seven nil. Seven uh, nothing. So I mean, that's a big one. That was four one against Stoke. I mean, yeah. they 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 lit up the the net this year. That's for sure. Not oh yeah, yeah six. Oh that's a diff, that's not not league game. Yeah, I mean they they went after it. That's for sure. But I think they were expected to go straight back up this year because they basically kept the same squad. Mm-hmm. You know, minus a few players. Um, hey, they added Ben Gibson. Okay. 
Yeah, Ben Gibson, obviously, you know, pretty pretty well developed um, footballer for this division. I mean, definitely a great a great player to have in your squad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you know, it's kind of hard to argue when you've got basically all of the parachute payments. You basically keep all of the the players, and you basically add you know additional experience to that to that team that hasn't really changed that much since last season. So, um, yeah, I think that's definitely the the way to do it if they can do it. It'd be interesting, you know, if Fulham go down the season, you know, if they can keep Scotty Parker and you know mm-hmm. <laughs> I think they're probably better suited than West Brom and Sheffield United. I think Sheffield United have just been absolutely awful this season, but Fulham probably definitely are best suited to go back up again if, yeah. if they don't get out of it, which is probably looking more unlikely um with the games they that, that that they've got to play left. But yeah, yeah I mean Ben Gibson goes back on 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 loan to all goes back to his parent club Burnley and then you know maybe he gets a transfer to the Premier League next season it'd be interesting to see how he does mm-hmm. he's, he's played one season in the Premier League uh, which was the year we got relegated and we didn't really do that much um, yeah. under under Karanka so yeah. yeah it'd be interesting to see well really we would... oh what no I was just going to say I really feel like kind of very you know I think Usually, this is like the time of the season where everything starts to really hot up and it gets really exciting. But I don't, <laughs> I don't know whether it's just because we're, you know, even when I'm even when I'm away here in the US and I'm I'm looking at everything that's going on, I feel like I'm really involved. But this season, similar to last season, it just feels like we're so, you know, just kind of floating through, you know. Yeah, just totally distracted about everything else that's going on, and mm-hmm. uh, it's just. Just kind of feels weird. It's a weird vibe, absolutely. Uh, well, to go along with other weird vibes, we would be remiss as a soccer podcast, football podcast, how do you, uh, yeah. if we didn't talk about the atrocity and flop that is the European Super League. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if I've got a huge amount to say. I mean, we could talk about it for hours. And Oh, we um, totally could. I mean, it's just... What a what an interesting move by those top six. I mean, one of the one of the first things I thought about as I started to see clubs pull out and that instantly not be a thing was that initial parachute payment uh, relief yeah. package that they submitted, where they're like, "Yeah, everything's going to come from us, and it'll be fine." And there was that project <laughs> big picture, wasn't it? Yes, that exactly, was project original. big picture, and it was from a lot of that same crew, you know. And it was yeah. like, yeah, we'll we'll find everything; it'll be fine, and we'll we'll take all this and that. And however, <laughs> if you dance with the devil, you're gonna get burned. Yeah, um, I don't know. I just feel like that whole thing was was <laughs> just just the people who were running those football clubs just had absolutely no idea the 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 level of you know, upset that would occur because like you're basically trying to, you know, create something that is new from something that has never existed before. So mm-hmm. it's not like it's a Champions League. It's not like it's the Premier League when that first came about after the end of mm-hmm. you know the old first division. Because right. that was all English teams. Um you're fundamentally talking about changing the the history of a of a sport, you know that's that's existed for you know more than a hundred years in nearly all of these countries. I mean, a, they're they're trying they're trying to create the NFL in Europe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, know you've, got, I, you've got you've got teams you've got teams here in the states that travel and fly hours to go play each other once twice a year, uh, and it, you know it basically felt yeah. like they're like, yeah, we want to we want to get all these big teams playing each other more often, and 
you know, the Champions League isn't enough when it's a chance thing. You know, we want we just want these people to play. Yeah. It you know, I mean, it's like... it's a it's a great idea in practice, but I mean, to do it outside of the boundaries of UEFA and just kind of like flip them the bird like that, like oy. yeah, yeah. I just oy. think like <laughs> that's a lot goes into the fact that you know we've probably gone through COVID this year and and last season, and they've seen the fragility of you know the actual the actual corporations versus the the federations and i think mm-hmm. that has always been tenuous i think as more and more money is available and more and more teams you know get get money you know through different mechanisms they feel like they they should have you know they should have all the power and you know uefa and fifa are probably the you know they should be making the rules it should be the clubs making the rules and i think they massively underestimated you know the fan reaction which to me didn't feel like it was going to be a great idea i didn't think it was going to go ahead at all which i'm kind of glad i kind of came out and said that pretty early on that i didn't think it would even be something that would ever be allowed but yeah you you had some sort of colorful language on on the twitter sphere i I forget exactly but (laughs) yeah i think i used uh, an abbreviation of something i think i think yeah i think you quoted someone i can't remember yeah um but it couldn't have been me because i'm banned i couldn't i'm not that's right that's right um, it was it was my alter ego. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, but yeah. It, it just it it seemed like a very I don't know hasty and not very well developed idea. No, it was contrived from the very first moment yeah. that they announced that they were going to do something like that. I mean, the the one the one thing I say, you know, playing devil's advocate, you know, is like look how much power that gives like UEFA to be able to be like exactly. I mean. It's it's very interesting uh, for UEFA to just be like, all right, cool, you're gonna do that. We're gonna strip you of any possibility of playing in anything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like you basically state, okay, like if you're gonna commit treason, right? It's you're gonna be literally. a seditionist, you know? Yeah, you can't exactly go back on it afterwards. They're basically well, and I, and, that, and that's that's kind of my one. You know, I think is that is that where a lot of the fan frustration came from is is um, the result of what uefa said would happen or was it the decision to begin with because i mean I ultimately was, yeah i mean ultimately i i don't know that i necessarily have an issue with trying to get those big big money clubs to play more often i think that's that's great i think it's cool to see the the best of the best play the best of the best more often you know um but yeah i, 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 I think I, I think i think for myself it, it felt morally wrong when when you're doing it out from under the nose of, of the organization with which you're operating under already that provides your structure and your, a lot of your financials and you're just like, all right, bye. Yeah. Um, I just think it shows a massive lack of respect. Yeah, from, absolutely. You know, the, the history of, of, of the game. And it wasn't just, you know, it wasn't just say, you know, American owners of British teams. It was, you know, Spanish owners of Spanish teams. And yeah, Italian it, was, it, Italian was, teams. it was greed. It was absolutely a greedy move because, yeah. like, obviously, if if they truly wanted it to happen for the betterment of the sport, yeah. those, those, what was it, 10 clubs could have gone to UEFA and said, hey, here's an idea we have help us make this a reality. Like why was that such a hard conversation to have? Or I don't know if they've had that conversation, you know, I mean, yeah, there was, you know, there was the, the, all of the, there was that picture of like the Glazers and it was like John Henry. And then it was like uh, Gazidis who used to be the, um, wait, he was like one of the CEOs of Arsenal, but now he's at uh, Milan. And then, Hmm. 
you know, obviously we've seen, you know, Ed Woodward's left his position now and, and the chief executive for Manchester United. And, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like just just the fact that they went along and said that it was going to happen and didn't get anybody to sign off on it and nobody was, you know, allowed to put any comments. Right. And Well, and you know, the other thing is they just it. drug the players along. Like, you've, yeah, got, well, you've, got, you've, got, you've got the players who were going to face these sanctions from UEFA yeah. all because of possibly a move, lose, possibly yeah. lose the ability to play internationally and yeah. all these things and all because of a decision some bigwig in a big desk chair made you know and yeah i mean what do, what do they do they they have contracts they're bound to so do they just hold out and not get paid i mean yeah uh, i mean you basically are creating like a shadow like a shadow state within a country right it's, it's right basically, like you said it's a it's like almost like a mutiny it's almost you know it's yeah definitely i mean you, you said it perfectly i mean it's like treasonous like yeah it is i mean it's it just the, the one thing i likened it to is like you know we've got the nfl here in the states and then we've got the xfl that's trying so hard to exist yeah. um granted that's not using the same teams from the nfl so i think that's the caveat you know it's it's, it's a it's the same it's these teams under this one league trying to go and start their own league and it's like uh you can't do both but i mean for the u.s i mean you gotta think back in you know back in the day when there was you know before there was the national football league there was two leagues yeah there was two leagues right yeah um and then the same for the the nba there was two there was two leagues for a while Mm -hmm. i think right um so it's more like a consolidation really and if they're talking about you know expanding the champions league you know i kind of read a little bit today but i didn't spend a whole amount of time because i was pretty busy Mm-hmm. But if they're talking about expanding it and increasing the prize money and, you know, all these different things because of this, like, this is not going to go away. Right. Um, that's you know, that's kind of what I was alluding to is like, there should be a conversation here, not just decisions made by executives, like work with your work with your league coordinators. You know, you've got the UEFA group that puts together this huge Champions League tournament that gets so much Correct. attention. Um and and to just like go out and like bash that without giving them ideas of how it could be improved or what you think people might like, like to just yeah. be like, all right, it's terrible, we're leaving. I don't know. Yeah, like, I just don't it's, even it's like it's like lazy, you know. It's like lazy and disrespectful. I think you you put the nail on the head when you were like, it's just it's just disrespectful to the to the game to the organization, you know. Um, I don't know. I think I think that's why we're seeing a lot of these CEOs and these bigwigs, you know, step down and leave is <laughs> because of. I mean, just the weight that that decision bore. And I mean, I imagine there's a lot of players in clubhouses that are frustrated and managers. And I was joking the other day with someone, you know, I mean, you saw, we saw Mourinho leave Tottenham just before, before this decision was made. I was like, maybe Mourinho voiced that that wasn't a good idea. And they said, too bad, we're doing it. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. I mean, maybe, I think that was one of the, one of the comments was made was that he, he found out about it and refused to basically take the players onto the training field. So, yeah, you know, absolutely roll that into, you know, they're, they're underperforming and he's not, you know, getting the best out of the players who are ultimately probably one of the, they're still one of the, you know, probably one of the most talented squads on paper in the Premier Mm -hmm. League. Um, And they're, they're, they're not performing, but yeah, I mean, it's just, I just feel like, there's just so much kind of flux just in the world generally. And I just feel like this is all kind of a reaction to uncertainty. And there's always things like this that happen after, you know, big events that occur. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just, when you, when you look at this and you think back to basically when the Premier League was created, which was, I think it was like 95, no, 90, 
Was it 95? I can't I'll remember. take your word for it. It sounds like before I was born. <laughs> yeah, it probably was. Yeah, it probably was. I was I was still pretty young. I think it was a little bit earlier than 95. But, okay. um, you know, it just that was totally different, right? That was like to restart and, and re-energize, you know, football in Britain mm-hmm. after Britain had been kind of, you know, banned from Europe, playing in Europe because right. of like hooliganism. This just doesn't seem like that was kind of like a way to rebrand it to make it more friendly. This was just like a pure It's just a know, money grab. Yeah. Mercenaries just basically saying, right, we're gonna we're the biggest teams and we're gonna go off and play on our own and take our ball and leave you all to just kind of fight <laughs> over yeah. the scraps. It's, it's the big kid at recess who who brings the yeah. ball, has fun, and then when he's not having fun, says, All right. I'm leaving and I'm taking my ball. Bye. Yeah. And everyone just gets left there, like, well, what now? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just—it's just a—it's just a—just a, a lack of respect. And I think ultimately, what they probably thought was, well, why wouldn't our fans want to, you know, be involved yeah. with all of these other great teams? Yeah. Europe? Why? Why wouldn't they want to watch us play Barcelona, Real Madrid, Juve, and the other? Yeah. The other. The other thing is, it was a, it was a total like spit in the face of the other prem clubs who are hanging around and they're like ah oh, we're the only ones that matter here you know <laughs> essentially i mean it's just um, like geez yeah i mean even like an even like arsenal who were probably you know they're not in the top six anymore because they're they're under they're not um they've just got the know, money they have yeah they have the financial back in a stan Kroenke who's got you know what you know billions of dollars that he could put into the club but chooses probably not to do it at the moment because they're not performing <laughs> but you know, like who's choice. to say Leicester? I mean, Leicester have won more leagues, you know, in the past ten years than Arsenal have, and they weren't included in the decision. Right? You know, they're not doing it because they don't. They're probably you know run slightly differently, and they have you know kind of a an investment group. They probably have chairman. some sense of morality too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Mo- uh, who's, who needs morals when there's money involved? Yeah, money. Just more. Give me more. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I but glad glad to see it not come to fruition. Hopefully, there are positive conversations moving forward with UEFA and the concerned parties. It should seem, yeah. Because um, I mean, I, mean, I think I think a... I think like I said earlier, like in practicality, I think there is an opportunity to be had there. Um, whether it's expanding what the Championship League looks like, and instead of doing group stages. I don't know, two different, I don't know, just making it bigger. Cause well, it they feels, used it... to, yeah, with, with the Champions League, they used to have two group stages. So you would basically, it, you would actually get more, it was a smaller, con, there was actually fewer teams, mm. um, but the, the knockout phases was actually shorter. So you would basically have two group stages. So mm. kind of like 2000, I think it was, it slightly changed. Yeah. Um, so they expanded the number of teams made made in made made the groups they were still groups of four mm-hmm. but then it went to straight knockout um kind of like the world cup um whereas in the original format it was basically two group knockout stages so there would be more games essentially with yeah. fewer teams huh. um so yeah, yeah you would have like you know you'd have the top two and then the bottom two the bottom two would go into the European Cup or the UEFA Cup, and then the top two would go back into the next group phase, and there was actually a second group phase. Um, Clearly, people would... aren't happy with how it's done currently. <laughs> I just don't think that the way that it's done currently is the best teams aren't playing each other regularly enough. 
Um, yes, because you know, they, they'll, they'll miss each other in the group stages and then a crazy knockout match. Yeah. 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 So I think maybe they'll, they could go back to reverting back to that two group phase uh, yeah. because then you've basically got four of the best teams in two groups or yeah. three groups and they're all playing each other. You get to see more, gives... more high octane soccer exactly. consistently. Exactly. So that that potentially could work, but I yeah. need to dig into this and see what's going on. Yeah. It's been hectic. But... It has. What a what a what a wild ride of events it had. Uh, there was a for the American listeners out there that I've I've referenced American football a few times now. I promise this is the last one. But uh, they they as a Seahawk fan myself, they mentioned the fact that Russell Wilson being entertained as a Chicago Bear lasted longer than the European Super League did. <laughs> and that 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 time and space of Russell Wilson as a bear did not last long. I was going to say I didn't even know he was there. He he wasn't. It was there was rumors he wanted out of his contract, and oh. that was a place he might want to go because it was a big market. And a week later, they shut that down. <laughs> I was going to say that that seems like a bit of a backwards move for somebody who's won the Super Bowl. Right. Yeah. Money, man. Money, money, know, money, money. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, let's see how it goes. But yeah, it's going to be interesting these next, uh, this next off season. Um, absolutely. You and know, obviously, we... we're supposed to have the, the European Championships as well. So yeah. Well, Greg, we've let's got we've goes. got three games to look forward to, nine points to be had, and uh, another podcast on the horizon. That's right. We'll probably speak to y'all next week. Yeah, hopefully so. All right, All right. dude. Take it easy. As easy up the bruh.